0: Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Skye Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. Today's show features Grace taking us through the birth of her daughter at home. She explains her search for care as a journey within itself that pushed her to look deeper into how women birth, exploring the choice of free birth, but ultimately deciding to birth at home with the support of a doula and midwife. We chat about the emotion charged conversations that she had with herself during labor and how she managed to dig deep to get through what was a long, strenuous, but powerful birth. Enjoy this episode, guys. Grace, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm currently living in Newcastle, Australia, um, and I live here with my husband, Jacob, And, and yeah, our now five-month-old daughter, Luna.
0: And did you plan your pregnancy with Luna?
1: Yeah, it was – I suppose it's a situation where we'd been wanting a baby for basically since we got together Mm -hmm. Um, and we were just putting it off until we felt ready. Um, And then we got to the point where we were like, okay, let's just stop not trying. Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) And was there anything you did in the lead-up to prepare your body
1: for conception? Um, we're both, I suppose, uh, quite, yeah, we are pretty healthy and yeah, very into fitness and eating quite clean anyway. Um, obviously there's always more to learn and, um, change. Um, yeah, there wasn't too much. I started taking, um, a couple of yeah supplements, Mm -hmm. um, and just got like my bloods checked, um, just to see where things were at um because i knew we were thinking about it so yeah yeah.
0: awesome and what was your pregnancy like with her
1: um i actually found pregnancy really challenging um yeah i there were parts i absolutely loved but as someone that was quite active beforehand um and i suppose yeah the first 12 weeks were um like i suppose a lot of people there were i spent them in bed basically um And it took away a lot of the things that I loved doing. And so it was, yeah, that and then a few of the, I suppose, physical challenges I had, um, like pains and things like that that stopped me from training from basically 20 weeks. Okay. Um, Yeah, so it it was learning, yeah, new ways to uh, bring joy and, um, yeah, movement into my life in a slower way. Hmm.
0: And what model of care did you choose?
1: Um, It was a big journey. Um, I suppose I'd never seen much outside of the general hospital care, yeah. um, and birth and I was pregnant in, like we found out we were pregnant in the midst of COVID mm-hmm. and that was a blessing because that was when there were a lot of the restrictions in the hospitals that I was seeing and I, it made me question it and wonder if there was a different way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then there were a few things that happened when I started going down that general path of, um, yeah, hospital, like straight hospital care. Um, yeah, there were a few things that happened with scans and things that,
0: um,
1: I suppose made me feel really horrible. (laughs) And
0: do you feel comfortable
1: sharing some of those things? Yeah, I, I like as a quick rundown, I have my. 12-week scan and everything was looking great and then I finally had my first appointment at the hospital at 16 weeks and they wanted to check something about my placenta that I had no idea about no no one mentioned anything at my 12-week scan but there was apparently a note and at this point I didn't know that you could say no to scans or anything like that and I was just going with it and so they did the scan and then a doctor came in and so everything was fine with the placenta but the baby was measuring small and all of this stuff around yeah lots of fear-mongering language that yeah I felt so horrible and my husband wasn't there because of COVID so I had to make the decision what to do um, and so I trusted myself and I felt like everything was fine so I'm like no I'll wait till 20 weeks I feel like it's just fine like it was only measuring a week behind and all this stuff and then I was put as high risk because of that and I was trying to get into um, the midwifery program here in Newcastle mm-hmm. and it was basically a battle because they'd labelled me as high risk from that one scan. Oh, annoying. Um, yeah, 20-week scan, everything showed up fine just like I thought And um, but then I had to get another one at 23 weeks to get me into the midwifery program. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that was a fair few weeks of feeling really, like, horrible and wondering why the system's like that and why they would even um, make such a big deal of that um, scan at 16 weeks. And even mm-hmm. they said, oh, we don't know what happened. And, yeah, everything was just fine. So good. Credit yeah. to you,
0: though, for following your intuition in that moment because that wouldn't have been easy.
1: Yeah, it, I think that was a big turning point for my journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And what model of care did you end up getting? So I managed to get into the midwifery program. Awesome. Um, And obviously that is such an amazing um, thing to have access to here and anywhere that it is um, available. Yeah. Um, However, for me personally, after what I'd been through within the hospital system, I went to my first appointment and I – was sort of, I think I was expecting too much from it. I was expecting it to be completely different. Um, But obviously they're still under the like hospitals, regulations and everything and they're still, I suppose, bound by that. Um, And so, yeah, there was a lot of disappointment there and um, as well the person I was assigned wasn't really aligned to me and who I am as well. Um, So that, yeah. It got me down another path of looking into other options, but there wasn't much available. Private midwives were booked out because I was already past 20 weeks. Um, So, yeah, we were looking at all the different options. We ended up staying, um, yeah, through the midwifery program, but we were looking into, yeah, an assisted birth and stuff like that. So that was on our radar in terms of really diving into, yeah, what's possible. Yeah. yeah,
0: what were some of the things you did to inform yourself to give yourself that confidence when making those decisions?
1: Um, I joined a bunch of Facebook groups. Yeah. Um, around whether it was home birth, um, unassisted birth, free birth, whatever you want to call it, um, and then I started speaking to people around me um, because. When I was first looking into it, I hadn't heard of it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I started listening to different podcasts um, because, yeah, it felt like a really big decision. Um, And I definitely had a lot of the fears come up of, like, am I just being, like, a rebel sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I truly wanting to do this? Um, And, yeah, I feel like personally if at the time I had more – people around me that I knew were doing it, I probably would have gone down that path, but I don't think I had the confidence yet in um, knowing how many people truly were doing it. And mm. we were nearly going to, yeah, make that decision and um, commit to this unassisted birth. We're just like, nope, we don't want anyone there that's not um, aligned to us and what we want. Um, and then I called up to, I suppose, leave the midwifery program and um there was a bit of a change of heart in my midwife and how she approached it and i was like okay maybe she's going to be actually really supportive of what we do want Mm -hmm. um so we decided to yeah keep them there but just go into it i suppose being open to how it would go and the plan from our side was to just have our doula so we found an amazing doula and just go through and call them when we felt we Wanted them there. Yeah, and was that them yeah. coming
0: to you, or you would go to the birthing center?
1: Oh yeah, so ho- home birth was definitely the plan from the get go. Yeah. Oh cool. Okay, so they
0: the hospital offers you a home birthing midwife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so good. How amazing. Yeah, have said that earlier. <laughs> and how far along were you when you went into labour?
1: I was. 40 weeks and five days I believe yeah, okay awesome and yeah
0: was there anything you did to sort of prepare yourself to go over being a first-time mom because I know that's for sure the part of your pregnancy you go a little bit bonkers <laughs>
1: yeah yeah I was one of those really optimistic people that I'm like oh I feel like I'll go a little bit before but I <laughs> was doing my best to just get my due date out of my head yeah um but it's Because it's so big in our society, it's just it's going to be there in one way or another. And when you're, whether it's basically through any system, through hospital or midwifery programs, um, you're on the clock. So um, I was only a couple of days out from needing to go to a scan that they make you go to. So yeah, but we'd also done a um, hypnobirthing program as well, and that was one of the big things that is in that to just forget about your due date and yeah. make your due date two weeks after. <laughs> yes, such a good tip,
0: isn't it? Yeah. It's the number one tip I give women actually. Yeah. Do you want to take us to that first sign of labour?
1: Yeah. So I actually had a couple of weeks of prodromal or false labour, mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of times it was really convincing. I had, yeah, quite consistent like sensations and clearing out and everything like that but Mm. um, yeah so I was a bit tired by the point when actual day came because there was a couple of times I had it for 12 hours at a time Mm. Um, and it was a couple of days before going into labor that I just was so sick the whole day. I couldn't eat anything. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and then uh, there was the next day and I was feeling a bit better, but I'd just basically spent the day in bed. Yeah. And then on the yeah 29th I woke up and I had a sensation and I was like, oh, this feels different, but I didn't want to get my hopes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I had a chiropractor appointment booked in and decided to go to that because I knew it would be beneficial no matter if it was <laughs> real labour or false. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the contractions, I suppose, continued um, until we got back and I was like, okay, I feel like this is the real thing finally. Yeah. I think it was around 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock that we got home in the morning and um, we decided to just close up the house like block out all the windows and stuff to keep it nice and dark mm-hmm. um and then I'm pretty sure I baked some banana muffins Uh-oh. to just keep myself distracted <laughs> <laughs> as you do <laughs> um so I, yeah I baked them and I was just the contractions were just sort of coming and I was like okay and I decided to just time them um to see how consistent they were mm-hmm um and i think they were getting more and more intense after i finished the muffins and i turned on my some of my hypno-birthing tracks to just get myself calmed down and then i was still timing the contractions but i realized that it wasn't allowing me to be with it Mm -hmm. because i was so focused on timing them and i was like Nah, okay like this is the real deal i'm gonna stop timing i think at that point they were about five minutes apart or something um and i yeah i messaged our doula to just let her know that yeah it was happening and um i finally decided to put on my tens machine so i yeah had one of those and was so grateful for that um yeah yeah and because I think it was by, I think, 2 p.m. They were about two or three minutes apart pretty consistently. And, yeah, I had the TENS machine on and I was just sort of in our bedroom on our, like, exercise ball or birthing ball, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I was just moving through them. And at that point I remember thinking – oh, Yeah, like this is totally fine. Like, they're pretty intense, but I can do this.
0: <laughs> we all kind of have that moment here where we're like, this is actually
1: not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my phone's telling me to go to the hospital. Like, I must really be in it. Like, this is, this is, I'm doing so well. Oh, it's so wild. Um, so I believe it was around 5 pm or 6 pm. Um, my doula came because I just wanted that person there. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, my husband Jacob had been setting up the birth pool. And then I remember walking out to the kitchen where a birth space was set up and I saw that the water wasn't in the pool. And I was just like, "What? why is there no water in there? And Jacob was just like, oh, you said not to do it. And I was like, I don't remember that. (laughs) But it's going to take a couple of hours to fill up and I want to get it. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, I remember just being in our birth space and just, yeah, moving through them using the TENS machine. Um, and I think it was around 7 p.m. I decided to get in the pool mm-hmm. and that was, yeah, so nice. Yeah. That's when it started, I feel like, ramping up a bit mm-hmm. and I started feeling pretty sick um, And I couldn't really get comfortable in the pool. And I was just really tired. I hadn't eaten. So I jumped out and went to bed to lay down for a bit. And I had just the smallest amount of avocado toast. And I remember just laying there and I was falling asleep between the contractions that were coming. And um, I remember jacob was falling asleep the whole time Oh no! <laughs> i was just so mad at him. Oh. and i was just like i was holding his hand and laying there and because i were more intense when i was laying down but they could be they came less often when i was than when i was in the water yeah and yeah i was just like squeezing his hand <laughs> so hard and like making like sounding through them, but he was just asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was just like, how can you be <laughs> So I don't remember how long I was there for, but...
0: Was your doll there at that point?
1: Yeah. So she was, she went and had a rest as well, I think, at that point. So I think that was a really great um, blessing, I suppose. It definitely slowed things down, I feel, but I think it was needed for all of us to make it through. Yeah. yeah. And... I remember just being pulled out of bed um needing to just roll up like I just jumped out of bed and I just did the biggest spew. like it was just like everything came out mm. it was just like the, it's probably like the most strongest purging spew I'd ever had mm, okay. um and I think at that point we decided to get back in the pool so I got back in there and I was just I was so frustrated. I remember just being so frustrated I couldn't get comfortable because I just imagined, yeah, it being the relief and the amazing water birth I'd imagined, but I just couldn't get comfortable and I couldn't support myself through the contractions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was in there for a couple of hours and that's at the point where I was just in my head so much. I was just like, I'm not doing well. Like I had this full-on, like, discussion going on in my brain yeah (laughs) and I was just like you're I was just like I'm the one that's holding this back like I'm resisting them I'm the one that's holding this back I'm too in my head and I knew and I was just like but doing that was just making it worse Mm -hmm. and I was as well just like okay like I'm like I just want all the drugs I'm like (laughs) I just want all of them I was like I was like I want to go to the hospital. I want the epidural. (laughs) And then I remember just in my head that happened. And then I'm like, but no, because the reason you're here at home doing this is because we didn't want that. And that's going to go to the baby and we don't want it to go to the baby. It's like (laughs) just that whole thing. So funny. It was just this whole thing going on. And I'm like, and then it'd be uh, like probably like half an hour later. I'm like, I'm not doing well. I'm like, how can I get a C-section? I'm like, how can I get it? I was just like, (laughs) Well, Grace, I'm like Grace. You'd have to get into, you'd have to get into the car. You'd have to get to the hospital, and these these sensations, they'd still be happening. They'd still be happening, yeah. and then you'd have to get through the hospital, and it, you'd still be having this. So you may as well just <laughs> stick through it. <laughs> so funny. So at
0: any point, did you think you were in transition? Because that crisis of confidence usually is the number one sign that you're in transition. Yeah.
1: So I'd heard of transition, and I look back, and I'm like. I feel like I was in transition for hours, though, like oh, okay. because this was only I think maybe 11 p.m. or midnight, mm-hmm. and it was honestly a couple of hours. So I don't know what was happening there because it wasn't transition. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I have been like jibbed. Like <laughs> <this, laughs> transition is meant to only be a short bit. I had that for hours trying to convince wow. myself to not get the Z-section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I remember just saying, like, to my doula, I was just like, I'm not coping well. And she was like, yes, you are. Like, And I could see in my husband's eyes, like, he was just, like, wanting to rescue me mm-hmm. and he was, like, struggling and he was, like, getting a bit weak. And so I'd wait for our doula to leave and I would just be like, I'm not doing well. And he'd try and convince me and be like, yes, you are. But <laughs> I could see that he didn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um after yeah I remember thinking like surely it's close like it's been so long and I'd put my hand down to check and I couldn't feel anything um and I got out of the water and just went to the bedroom and was just kneeling at the end of the bed and because um, I hadn't my waters hadn't broke I hadn't like clearly lost my mucus bug like nothing like that um and so I was just labouring there and I was just moving through it and, yeah, just sounding my way through each one. That was definitely when I was in, I suppose, the depth of labour and I remember wanting to get on the bed and lay down but knowing that that would slow it down. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah, was nearly at the end of the bed and I don't remember the timings but looking back, I was there for probably like four hours. Okay. And, yeah, my beautiful doula was just sitting at the end of the bed with me, just, yeah, rubbing my back, holding my hand whilst my husband was asleep. Oh, <laughs> oh no, he will never let this down. Oh, no, he will not. I remember looking up as he's up on the <laughs> bed fast asleep. I don't know how. Like, I was I was being so loud. Oh, God. And, yeah, he was just fast asleep, and I remember wanting to kill him. Like, it was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I just – I would be constantly like putting my hand down to check and yeah, there'd just be nothing there. And I was just feeling so disheartened. And I just remember asking my doula, like, what can I do? So she recommended getting up to move around and getting into like a squatting position and stuff. And the thought of that was really scary because it was so intense, but I was like, no, okay, like let's do this. And I went to the toilet and I found that I could the contractions and sensations were so much more intense there but I could handle them better Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing the light come through the window and I was just so shocked like at the time like knowing what time it must be for there to be light Mm -hmm. and yeah I got to the toilet and Jacob was just standing there and he was helping I'd stand up and hold and hang off him for the contraction and then sit back down. And I remember finally I put my hand down and I could feel something. And I was like, okay, but I was feeling it. I'm like, this is soft. Like this doesn't feel like a head. (laughs) I'm like, what is this? And I said to our daughter, I was like, I can feel something, but it doesn't feel like a head. And then she's like, yeah, because your waters haven't broken. So it was still the sack and I was like oh of course and that was the first time in hours that I was like okay like I can do this yeah because it was I knew I was so close Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I like obviously the sensations were so intense but I could handle them so much better and I was like we're so close we can do this Mm -hmm. and um I noticed the um like my body's natural response to push had started happening too. So in, yeah, in the contraction, I'd notice it was happening and I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. Like, let's move with this. Um, So I'd been working with that for a fair few like contractions. Like I was just breathing down and um, I moved out of the toilet and got into a deep squat and everything like that. And It was nothing like I thought it would feel because I feel like I imagined the normal narrative that I'd heard, which was like your waters are broken, all of that, and then the baby comes down. And so because it was the sack, it was so different than what I imagined. Mm -hmm. And there was just like so much pressure there and I feel – and then I remember this is where transition kicked in. (laughs) (laughs) I remember feeling my first – proper feeling of doubt because I'd been pushing for a bit and I I feel like I hadn't actually been pushing that long but I feel like it felt like a long time Mm -hmm. and I was like all right like let's call the midwives I want to call them because I was like feeling yeah doubt of what was happening and if everything was okay Mm -hmm. and so my husband called (laughs) the midwives and they answered and they're like, hey, yeah, um, my wife Grace, she's in labor, and they're like, oh, okay, like knowing I'm a first-time mom, they're like, oh, okay, like how far apart are the contractions? And he's like, oh, yeah, they're pretty consistent, <laughs> they're pretty close together, and my, my doula and I were both like, I'm literally pushing, <laughs> because oh, the, yeah, the midwives are probably like, oh, she's got ages, yeah, hundred percent, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, um. So she's basically pushing, and <laughs> the midwives, Oh, okay, we'll be there super soon. That <laughs> was so oh funny. Oh my god, so funny! How far away are the midwives? Uh, pretty close. I'm pretty sure they got there within 20 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I just kept moving through them. We're still on the toilet, um, and they got there. And within 10 minutes, my waters broke finally. And it was the biggest relief. And then in the next contraction, I finally felt my baby, like, mm-hmm. moving down. And that, it was finally how I imagined it feeling. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is how I imagined it feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for some reason, was really scared to birth her on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared to fall in or something. So I moved outside the toilet just onto my yoga mat outside and I, yeah, it was on my hands and knees and I remember just I was so tired, like I could barely hold myself up Mm -hmm. and the midwives encouraged me to put one leg up into a lunge and that was one of the most challenging things to get into that position and then, um, yeah, I could feel her head coming out which was it shocked me how intense that was mm-hmm. and I was reminding myself to try and take it slow and yeah take it slow but also there was the part of me that just wanted her here yeah. and so I feel like it was it was a couple of times that she sort of like came out and then I like rested and then she came out of it and then finally got her head out and then um I was like oh my gosh like I'm so close and um yeah I think it was in the next I think I had one contraction I was like no like I don't want to push too hard like I just want it to be slow but then I'm like not nah, like I'm like the next one like she's here like yeah. I, I want her here I so say the next one, yeah, she came out and I, like, had her there and got to hold her up and I was just so overwhelmed. Like, I didn't have the feeling of, um, like, I don't know, instant love. Like, I did not have that. I was just like, what has just happened? Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, is she okay? Yeah. And I, she was, like, a bit, like um blocked up a bit but yeah she was crying and I was just like what is this human that's just been inside of me that's now here (laughs) I couldn't yeah like I just couldn't believe it and it was yeah and I had her on my chest and um the midwife because I was right next to the toilet she's like oh do you want to just get up and go on the the toilet to birth your placenta so I was like okay so I was just holding her and had her there and was just sitting on the toilet and I think it was within 10 minutes that my placenta came out nice yeah so that was a relief as well because there was the time frames the midwives had around birthing the placenta
0: um
1: so that was a relief that yeah that came and then from there I got to move to the bed and I was just laying on the bed with her and oh it was yeah that bit was so amazing that just being with yeah what had just happened and yeah yeah wow and did you have any tearing yeah so I had um second degree tear um and so the yeah the midwives were checking me over and I took a bit of time to decide on what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. because I'd heard a bit about natural healing but it was yeah, it was one of the most challenging choices I had to make because I'd heard about natural healing, but I also didn't know a heap about it. And I ended up deciding to get stitches because yeah, I didn't know enough about it to decide to not get them. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, they um, stitched me up and then um, they were just tidying everything up and my husband actually had to go somewhere. (laughs) So he, um, went for a bit and so our doula just held Luna and I got to have an amazing shower I just was just yeah, standing there and washing my hair and just having a moment to take a breath Mm -hmm. and just being amazed by my body and that I could be there having a shower after the last 24 hours basically of being in labor how did that feel overwhelming Really, yeah, I was just so overwhelmed. like, again, I didn't really feel like, yeah, like it wasn't for a couple of days that I finally cried and felt that. Yeah. I was just staying in the shower just like, okay, we've just, you've just birthed your baby <laughs> on, your, on your yoga mat outside the toilet. <laughs> yeah, and just being like looking down at my body and just seeing like, yeah. There's no baby finally, in there. Yeah, yeah, and just finally – being in a space of at least to a degree comprehending what just happened and yeah. seeing everything on my body, like the blood and stuff that had obviously been there a while but I just hadn't seen. And mm. it was amazing. So <laughs> surreal. Yeah.
0: And did yeah. you do anything special with your placenta? Uh,
1: I got it encapsulated. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think I took my last one a couple of days ago, so they lasted a good five months, which so I don't have anything to compare it to, but I'm so glad that I got that done, like, for us and what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So looking yes. back, is there anything you would do differently second time around? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so the first thing which I feel clear on now for us is, like, definitely trusting that part of me that wanted to do it with just us and our doula. Mm-hmm um obviously the birth was what it was and what happened and how things went yeah was how i needed it obviously to happen to learn and everything like that um but yeah trusting that part of me that wanted that mm-hmm. um because there were certain things that happened in the time that the midwives were there that weren't how we wanted them to happen okay um was
0: it just like the element of them following sort of protocols
1: uh that and i suppose just there were certain things we discussed with our midwife beforehand and they weren't uh respected we feel okay um which was really disappointing because they're not they're not big things but to us they are Mm -hmm. and like things like keeping um like waiting a fair while to cut the cord that was pressured a lot really quickly as soon as the placenta was out and we weren't in the space to like argue with that. Like it was, yeah. Um, And post birth, like the golden hour to be nice and slow, Mm -hmm. but it was very, um, there were certain aspects that were very rushed and yeah, just not how we desired them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What advice would you give to any expectant mums out there?
1: I feel like it's a common one and a cliche, but to just trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a gut feeling about something or if you don't feel like something sounds right or it doesn't feel like the truth for you, then like allow yourself to listen to that.
0: Yeah, great yeah. advice. Awesome. Thank you so much, Grace, for coming on today and sharing your birth journey with us.
1: Thank you for having me on. It's great to talk about it that
0: brings us to the end of the show guys i hope you all laughed along and enjoyed grace's journey as much as i did i love the honesty that grace shares she is unafraid to admit that yeah there were definitely times in her labor where she wanted out and that's okay you're going to face challenges that you didn't expect but it doesn't mean you are incapable of birthing your baby After the show, Grace and I had a quick chat about how her birth would have played out if she had been in a hospital setting. What do you guys think? Let me know over on the PBA Instagram and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.